guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, and welcome to the Happy Single Mums podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we're going to be talking about a very important topic, suicide. Given that we've survived the global pandemic, I felt like it was just right to touch upon this subject because I've seen a lot on social media, many single mums have started taking their lives and it breaks my heart. So I started to do some research and when I saw the studies, my heart broke even more. More than 700,000 people die due to suicide every year. For every suicide, there are many more people who attempted suicide. A prior suicide attempt is the single most important risk factor for suicide in the general population. Suicide is the fourth leading cause of death in 15 to 19 year olds. 77% of global suicides occur in low and middle income countries. Lindsay, my guest today, um, has educated me on even the word suicide, committing suicide, is a trigger point to people that have experienced it in their lives. The Suicide Act 1961 was an act in Parliament. It decriminalised the act of suicide in England and Wales so that those who failed in the attempt to kill themselves would no longer be prosecuted. Now, I don't know a lot about this, but Lindsay, my guest today, is going to educate me because I didn't know prior to us actually having this interview that saying that a family member or a loved one or a friend has committed suicide was actually triggering to them. So we also need education the same way I'm learning all the time. So Lindsay, please tell the guests a bit about yourself, your platform and your story. Hi Khalifa, thank you so much for inviting me onto your wonderful podcast. Uh, it's ble- I'm blessed to be here. Yeah, it was. we just quickly br- spoke, didn't we? And um, as soon as I heard you say the word committed suicide, it just rings alarm bells within me. And um, those of us left behind by suicide loss, um, because we know that they didn't commit a crime and it wasn't a sin. Um, this is down to mental health, illness. It's, there's so much more. Suicide is complicated. And in 1961 in the UK, suicide no longer was a crime. So therefore we say died by suicide or ended their own life. So yeah, thank you for, for highlighting that. It's really positive. And that, I tell you, that, that really does help us a lot. But I lost my brother. He was my only sibling, um, exactly two years older than me last year during lockdown. Um, and it came completely out of the blue, um, totally unexpected. Um, he'd actually ended his relationship that morning. Um, So we do wonder if there was heartbreak. Um, He had no children. um, So it's kind of sad in a way that that's the end of the line for him. There's no children that's sort of carrying on him. Um, I'm blessed that I have five-year-old twins. So that's his niece and nephew. Um, And we talk about him every single day. They, they love talking about their Uncle Stu. And we had some memory bears made. And my little girl, she's always carrying around her little Uncle Stu memory bear and talks to him and shows him around and things she's doing. It's just beautiful. Um, but suicide is not something we ever thought would happen in our family. 
never absolutely never and it's it's opened up a whole new world because since Stuart passed I've very much grieved openly online because I never knew about grief before or suicide loss and because we were during lockdown the only way for me to deal with it was to to talk to talk openly to share I couldn't bottle things up because that's what my brother did he bottled things up and then he ended taking his own life because he didn't know how to say how he was feeling and that's why it's so so important for us all to share how we feel to talk openly and to feel that we're being listened to that we're being heard and that we're not being judged and I've very much grieved openly online to try and make grief more acceptable as well because I think in the past it's always been something when you're grieving you do it in private mm. and I think why should we why we all have to go through grief different types of grief grief's not always about death um it could be loss of relationships couldn't it a job um it's lots of different things and I think the more we're open and the more we share and talk the more it breaks down those barriers um and I've connected with so so many people in this suicide loss space and sadly more and more people are joining us each and every day it's happening and it's just tragic yeah and um it's funny you say that more and more people are joining every day because there have been a number of um, cases with single mothers and um, taking their own lives that's grown a lot and especially with the pandemic happening I think yeah. that like a lot of people have been stressed out and, and also having this invisible disease that you don't even know if you come in contact with someone so it's been such such a hard time for everybody emotionally even for the strong strong hearted let alone anyone is actually having like intrusive thoughts of you can't do this how can you go on you know so it's been i think that your platform is so it's so needed and um understanding it as well because um your page surrounds um suicide loss and you're also an author. You wrote the book, um, What Suicide Left Behind. You know, I did. And yeah. I don't know how I actually managed to do that. I wrote it in the first six months of losing Stuart because, as I said, I had so much within me. I needed to get it out there. So I was doing videos online. But then I found that writing is so therapeutic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just started writing and writing and writing. And it ended up just turning into a book. And I thought, do you know what? This actually might help others to feel less alone, to feel like someone else is holding their hand and someone else is going on this journey. And the feedback that I've had has been incredible for people to say, thank you so much, I've read your book. It just really feels that someone else understands what I'm going through. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, and I've also got it onto Audible as well now for anybody wanting to listen to it. It's, and I'm actually now writing the second book. <laughs> yeah. so, um, it, so what, what, did suicide leave behind then? Wow, uh, a complete box of so many things, so many feelings, emotions. There's obviously the grief, the loss, the hurt, the heartache. I have more compassion for others, so much more empathy for others now because we just never know what's going on in someone else's life. When I'm walking down the street or I just walk past somebody, I think, wonder what that person is feeling today yeah. you know, they could have just come from the hospital having lost a loved one or just been told some really bad news we just never know do we and I think being really kinder to others and I know that can be a bit of a cliche word just be kind but genuinely think about 
how others are feeling and how we can help and be kinder to to one another yeah and I think yeah there's we just need to be more understanding I think of each other yeah we definitely do because in one of your posts as well you say um in 2020 there were reported um 4,912 deaths by suicide like it's it's going up and yeah during lockdown I was expecting the number to be higher and I'm obviously waiting for the results for 2021 as well because I'm sure I'm convinced that the pandemic has caused an increase Mm -hmm. um and the statistics are a little bit I think uncertain I'm not convinced by what I'm hearing I think the number's actually higher um which is just heartbreaking because I know so many people have suffered and are suffering and the long-term effects of the pandemic and lockdown with everyone's mental health with relationships with jobs with children single mums you know single dads it's been so much to deal with and it's we're all trying to come to terms with this new way of of living and yeah I'm kind of thinking how can we help people now because going forward it worries me that we're going to see an increase definitely and I know on your on one of your posts you um, had the suicide prevention month which was very moving and you had a number of um, people that have been affected by suicide why do you think that um, it's so important for us to carry on echoing like the important that that fact that's the it's happening people are taking their their lives and the families like you said in your book um, are left behind but what what kind of prevention do you think that could be implemented by the government, by, by people being kinder? What, what do you think we're like? I think, I think actually this should all start early on in life at school. Sort of, I mean, I, my twins are five and I'm equipping them now with tools and resources about, about their mind, but also about being able to speak openly, how to express mm-hmm. themselves. And if something's upsetting them to feel okay to say so. I think our gen, well, certainly my generation, we were brought up to to not really share. We bottled things up, you know, mental health, stress, things like that weren't really talked about when I was younger. Mm. Obviously, it is spoken about more now, but I think think it starts with our communities. I think with each and every little community that we have, if we start looking out for one another and just listening and not judging people and being more open and kinder I think if we can do that within our own little communities then it starts to spread the ripple effect um because the NHS they're overwhelmed they're over they don't have the resources to provide the support we've seen this so much with suicide cases where people go to help go to get help and it's just not there there just isn't the resources so where what can we do yeah within our own little communities to help to take the pressure off the NHS and to equip the younger generation with the tools and resources early on so we know how to, to look after ourselves better. That's so that's so true what you said in regards to equipping the younger generation because I was reading a study recently, I can't remember the exact numbers, where it was saying that a lot of more young people are depressed, um, but they were linking it to social media, you know, because obviously social media is just a little glimpse of your of someone's yeah. life, you know, it's just so glossy and it looks perfect. And then a lot of young people feel really, really depressed that they can't live up to this so-called exactly. Instagram standard. So tackling young minds is is very very important right now yeah there's there's a lot of education needed a lot of information needed and we need to have some systems and programs in place whatever that is 
and we need to people need to know that the resources and the support is there and it's okay to to ask for help yeah. but then the help is readily there and yeah. at the moment i don't think in the uk we have that yeah. system in place um and personally i do have a, um i had a very close friend who took her life um and in a way like you said um what's left behind because she was in a relationship and it ended she lived in her own apartment but she ended up taking her own life after that relationship ended and I've always carried a lot of guilt because I just felt like why did I not call her why did I not text her and even with the end of the relationship she was like I'm really sad but I just thought oh you know you just shrug it off you just think okay you get over it don't worry but when someone is telling you something how do how do we know when no this is this is this is for real this is such a good question because it is difficult it's that fine line of is somebody just because we do hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know, today I'm just can't, I'm struggling, I'm having a bad day. How do we know that actually in their head they're thinking of ending their life? Yeah. Some people will say it and say, I feel suicidal, or I just want to, I just want out. I need to escape. If someone's sort of saying, I need to escape, words like that, that alarm bells. So we need to say to people, we need to say, are you feeling suicidal? We need to have that honest and open conversation. It's not going to make somebody who's not thought about it, suddenly go and do it. The more we actually, could, they might actually appreciate and say, oh my gosh, yes, actually, I have been feeling it. I'm so glad that you've just asked me about it and now I can talk because I was holding it in. I didn't, thank you. They might actually respond better to someone asking that blunt, direct question. And So what then do we do next? Then if someone does say to us that, yes, I am feeling suicidal, how, how, what, what, what's the next step you think one should take after you've spoken to them? Yeah, I think if, I think just first of all, listen, mm -hmm. say, talk. I'm here. I'm like a rock with ears. I'm not going to interrupt you. Just keep talking to me. Tell me. Get them to offload and talk and talk. And then, of course, then find the resources, the help, the support in terms of whether. I mean, there's different. There's so many different charities. There's so many different helplines that you can ring. It's not knowing which one is going oh, to yeah. work best. Yeah. because there are so many and in that in itself can become confusing um as to know who which one to call so um yeah i can probably give you some links to some of the sort of the, the key um resources for for helping with suicide ideations or suicidal thoughts of, of helplines of who to call but i mean with my brother's case yeah as you said earlier about the guilt and the amount of guilt that we felt when we he was missing for three days at first and then when when he was found in the local forest um oh my gosh like the guilt you know wishing we'd have noticed something or spotted something but we just didn't yeah. we didn't so how do we then stop for a moment and breathe <sighs> yes <laughs> so i've just done now i think having lost yeah my brother to suicide those first few weeks months even the first year we're sort of running on adrenaline the shock the trauma we're just keeping keeping busy and I think it's so important to actually just stop take a moment to just know where you are to feel that you know my belief is that they never die they're always with us in energy their souls continue because grief, love, and love never dies in that respect. So 
I think as a way of connecting, I connect to my brother in spirit and I talk to him and I, I get signs and messages and that's what helps me through this grief. Um, I don't think I could bear it if I thought that was the end and that was it. Yeah. I, I would struggle massively with that. And I just think it's important that we look after ourselves and just take a moment to just get back to a normal breathing rhythm. It's not breathing at the top, the sort of hyperventilating or oh, just breathe yeah so if any single mom now is listening and they have um considered ending their own life what would be one thing that you would like them to to know that that please stay that that you are loved mm. and you may not feel loved you may feel that you're a burden or that you feel so lonely and isolated or that nobody understands you but promise people do love you and you know and anyone can reach out to me as well i you know you are loved and especially if you've got children as well please please stay there is always a way through this and I know it's painful I know it's the pain is just unbearable I know that um but you know there is a way so please talk please speak please share even if it means that if you feel there's no one that can listen to you there and then start writing or dictate into a voice recording app just to express how you're feeling. But yeah, you are loved, you are needed. That's so awesome, thank you so much, Lindsay. Where can people find you on social media and, and also where can they purchase your book? Um, my book is available on Amazon and it's called What Suicide Left Behind. On social media, I have a Facebook page called What Suicide Left Behind. And on Instagram, my profile is Lindsay Meaden Suicide Grief um, but I also have a community called Paradisium and it's paradisium.co.uk where it shows all my video blogs um, or vlogs whatever you call them so my grief journey and there's resources on there as well um, so yeah that's where I am. Thank you so much for coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. You know, your story is just amazing. And the fact that you have, you wrote a book within six months so, and it's kind of just therapeutic and you're helping other people. And yeah, although you're, you're left behind, you're, he's, he's left a stronger person that can help other people. Ultimately, you're using your platform and your story to equip other people and help other people and your twins as well them being so knowledgeable at such a young age you know and being able to carry carry and echo your voice on in regards to your strength is just magnificent so thank you so much for being so strong well thank you Khalifa I've loved talking to you and you've got a wonderful podcast and I, and I hope this helps thank you thank you so much I'm breaking your arms I lose control when I get